0: and I'm Cat and welcome to the Crime Chat. I am your forensic fan-tale. Natalie is your true crime connoisseur. We are just two girls
1: who recently discovered that we both identify as a chocolate-covered pretzel.
0: A little sweet, a little salty. AKA CCP girl, okay? Oh yeah. Cuz oh one yeah. of us
1: is a little salty and the other one <laughs> is a little sweet. You guess who it is, all right?
0: Chatters you decide. <laughs>
1: You decide, you know, it's a good snack as
0: we uh, obsess about dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. And I recommend grabbing some CCP right now, those chocolate-covered pretzels, <laughs> to listen in on this crime chat. Yeah. Here's your disclaimer, chatters. The following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios. Ugh. Uh. Your listener discretion is advised.
1: You have been warned, and before we get into this crime chat, cat, what have you done? So,
0: okay. Uh, some of you chatters out there may know if you follow us on the Suspish Squad or other socials, uh-huh. uh, there is a contest that I applied to be a part of. It's called the Ultimate Stylist. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically a-, a amount of the proceeds for this contest go to the Born This Way Foundation. It's a foundation that uh, was started by Lady Gaga and her mother to help educate youth on mental illness, mental health awareness, how to recognize the signs in yourself or in your friends, what to do, Mm -hmm. and just overall, like, have that talk, right? Have that discussion. So this competition, if you will, uh, right now is today is the last day. Actually, it's June 2nd. So today is the last day for the first round of voting. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, Ultimate Stylist is the name of the contest. If you win the the contest or the competition overall you get ten thousand yeah. dollars and a feature in life and style magazine so how cool would that be right yeah for this first round uh actually right now it closes out in just a few more hours uh i am fourth Yeah! <laughs> <Yay! laughs> the top 15 of this voting actually make it to the next round so it you know, things are looking good uh-huh. that I've made it to the next round. You'll have to stay tuned to see where it goes from there. Awesome. And if you want to vote, go to ultimate stylist.com slash 2022 slash Kathleen dash Adams. Uh-huh. I will attach the link in the video. I'll attach the link in here if you are interested in one voting for me or two donating to the born this way foundation yeah. which is an amazing foundation and just taking care of our youth i don't and i don't know if you know this i was a youth leader for a long time and i had some you know it's it, and i miss some of the kids cuz they've all graduated and kind of you know through high school and uh-huh. they've, they've gone on through their own ways and everything but i still think about them sometimes and how humbling is it that you as an adult can be a mentor for kids who are struggling. Yes. You know what I mean, girl. Yeah.
1: You always have something to teach or show or guide. Yeah. You just have to give yeah. your you know, a lot of people just don't realize how much they have
0: they, they have to give and it costs nothing. It doesn't. And Whitney Houston said it, I believe the children are our future. It, they are. They <laughs> <absolutely> <laughs> this is so true are.
1: though. <laughs> and if you don't focus on your children, then you're gonna get more of us.
0: <laughs> That's right. In one way shape or form. Yes.
1: And also if you if cat wins, get cat's taking me out to a nice dinner. And uh, what okay. what are you going to get me?
0: Well, you wanted McDonald's and I said Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I want some I
1: want some chicken McNuggets.
0: <laughs> but it's actually really cool. I've read a lot of the profiles of some of the other people that are Uh, to be part of this you know competition Uh and there's a couple of questions on the profiles like what is your favorite current style what is your favorite trend what is your go-to look just some of the different you know kind of things about uh, what about you and then one of the questions is what are you going to do with ten thousand dollars do you know what i'm going to do with the ten thousand dollars? what are you going to do so uh it would actually help open up a dream of mine to have a makeup line called crime and cosmetics (sighs) And have eyeshadow palettes, you know. And part- I'd partner, obviously, with so a company cool. already, but um, just to have my own
1: makeup line, Yeah. You should cool do that Abby. regardless. Uh,
0: yes, hashtag goals. Yeah. You should do that regardless. <laughs> but that would definitely get it. Yeah. It would
1: happen sooner if if you won. Yeah, that would be amazing. Of course,
0: yeah. I'd be amazing. able to put some of that money up front. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, put back into the Born This Way Foundation. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Great, a great um, foundation. And other than that, like, I... So that's been so exciting, especially really lately. But as far as like watching things, mm. um, I am hooked. And you and I talked about it on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and I know you're watching it right now too, right? I'm through it. I watched it. You did? Yeah. You finished it? Oh yeah. All the way through what season?
1: The current season. So they they, they split up the season. So it's like a, a right. part one, and they haven't released part two yet. But I got through part you, one, which the, was like of season four, right? Yes. Okay.
0: So I'm only halfway through season two. So what? That's what my weekend plans are. I know. I'm. It's oh, okay. Wait a minute. My husband's not interested in. My husband's not interested in watching it. So I have to watch it like on my own. How does he not like Stranger Things? Has he ever tried it? No. He would like it. He just doesn't seem interested in it. He said it seems kind of goofy, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. It Makes me pee my pants a couple times. <laughs> It's got the jumpity, jumpity, you know. I think people of a certain age, like 40
1: and above, appreciate it because it is so iconic with the... Yes. It's it's 80s. It's just...
0: Yeah, I was in middle school in the 80s.
1: Right? Yes, it's Trans Am. Yeah. It's like that loud neon hair and the, the Madonna yes. look.
0: It's iconic is a great word for it so okay so i will catch up (laughs) uh what about you uh i have been binge watched stranger (laughs) things
1: so i am currently right exactly where they left off okay so you're on season two yeah i'm like halfway through season two which is an excellent season the first three seasons i have to say are mind blowing different like that no other show is like it yeah totally introduces a whole new storyline with the supernatural and all this good stuff going on love
0: it yeah season four
1: a little different, but dark. I,
0: I heard. I heard it's a little bit more like, Ew. yeah. It's different.
1: It's got a, let's just put it this way it's dark to a point that on the first episode, they had to put a disclaimer. I
0: heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a PG 13. Yeah, and you would think it, it because it stars kids. It would be for kids, but not necessarily. Yeah. My girlfriend, Jess, said that she, so her 10 year old daughter, her and her 10 year old daughter have been watching it too. And she said that she, usually like it's been fine with her and then once she saw some of the episodes for season four she was like i might need to watch this first
1: yeah yeah (laughs) season one through three is based in a supernatural Mm -hmm. the upside Mm -hmm. down Mm is that whole thing right so whatever horrific stuff happens is not really relatable because it's like an alien that's doing all this stuff right season four gets very relatable in a very gruesome way and it's it is. She does need yeah. to watch it. I think the first scene alone is, uh, it's yeah, it's pretty horrific. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I
1: know, but. All right.
0: Well, I mean, for yeah. a show to be as popular as it is, you know. It's a great show. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, I'm also very excited about this somewhat supernaturalistic but real story you're going to be talking about sexy. today. Yeah. Sexy scary. Scary Mm -hmm. Sexy spooky? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited to hear about that. But before I let you get into your story, (laughs) I have got some cult serial killer trivia. I am going to ask you now. We did this before. We did a little bit of serial killer trivia before. But these questions are going to all be related uh, with cult serial killers.
1: Wait, okay, so you're going to quiz me.
0: Yes, I am. (laughs) All right, let's do this. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Question number one. This serial killer was the leader of a group of young people in California during the 1960s. He called his cult the family. Who is that? Charles Manson. Yes. Yeah, see, I knew you'd get some of them. Ding, 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 ding. I'm shocked. Right? (laughs) Yeah. The Manson family committed a series of nine murders in July and August of 1969, and most notable were the murders that took place on the night of August 9th, 1969, which included the murder of pregnant actress Sharon Tate. Right. Yep. All right. Ding, 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 ding. One for now. Number two, this cult leader's name became synonymous with the, quote, don't drink the Kool-Aid, end quote.
1: That's going to be a crime chat you need to do, which is Jimmy Jones.
0: Mr. Jim (laughs) Jones. That's right. Born in 1931 in Indiana, he founded the People's Temple in the 1950s, proclaiming himself a messiah. He went on to found a socialist utopia in Jonestown, Guyana in the 1970s, where November 18th, 1977, he became responsible for the mass suicide and mass murder of over 900 remaining members of his cult. Epic. Yeah, and didn't drink the Kool-Aid come from that? That's exactly right. Yes, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yep, two for net. Number three. This cult splintered from the Seventh-day Adventist church, and their leader claimed he was quote the chosen one
1: wait a minute i don't know think texas
0: i was just gonna say waco yes waco but what was the name of the group do you know the name of the group do you remember was it like the people no no it was it
1: like the, it was like a starship wait a minute <laughs> it was like they were coming they were waiting for a starship to come down they they killed themselves
0: so it it was led by david koresh Uh right and the name of the cult had his name in it i don't know the branch davidian okay wait a minute am i getting two different cults mixed up right now when i say a starship maybe so yeah so it's it was called the branch davidians is this the guy that police went in and Fireball. Yeah, so the ATF, if you remember, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms was were one of the the lead agencies for this. And I, I remember the images of, like, that surrounding and it just being on fire, right? Yes, so mm-hmm. the Branch Davidian split from the Seventh-day Adventist Church back in the 1930s. Uh, it ended up being led by David Koresh. He took the group far beyond the Christian teachings and claimed that he was the world's final prophet and his child would be the chosen one. He took multiple wives, some as young as 12 years old, and began creating a new lineage of world rulers. April 19th, 1993, the FBI decided it would not wait any longer because armed agents from the ATF also raided the Waco compound. There was a firefight, that kind of thing. April 19th, I think it was 51 Day Siege. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But
1: they they really didn't televise it until the place went up in fire.
0: Yes. Only 9 people actually survived after the siege. And FBI says Kuresh himself was shot by his right-hand man. They were killing each other on the inside basically. I'd rather die than be taken, but many of the people killed were children.
1: It's so like what is it with the male ego and feeling like you need to be the chosen one? I'm not saying women can't be
0: crazy. Oh, well, wait, there's more. Oh,
1: oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so Two out of three. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Number four. The Tokyo cult named Um Shinriko executed an attempt mass killing by using what poisonous chemical in the crowded subway system? Do you remember? I don't. It was sarin gas or sarin liquid. Oh, I, I never heard of that one. Really? Yeah. So, um, okay. I think it was, I can't remember if I was getting my bachelor's or my master's, but I did a, mm-hmm. I did a paper on this, on the Tokyo, I guess, gas killings or whatnot. The doomsday cult, uh, the Um Shin still exists and it's been formally declared actually a terrorist organization in four con- by four countries including the US. Uh-huh. So it happened in 1995. Five cult members dropped plastic bags filled with the deadly sarin liquid on five crowded trains in Tokyo. It was a simultaneous attack. 13 people were killed. Oh my god. And this was led by? It was a Japanese terrorist organization essentially. The leader, Shoko Asara, uh-huh. was convicted of being the mastermind behind the attack and was sentenced to death. In the early days, this now terrorist group attracted tens of thousands of followers with a message of peace, loosely based on the principles of Buddhism. Many followers were successful businessmen, academics, scientists, and, uh. and so on and so forth. But, like I said, that was 1995. I want to say it was in April 1995 is when that happened. All right, so two, two, two. Yeah, two, two for you're fifty okay. percent. <laughs> This female cult leader called herself, quote, Mother God, and said she was the reincarnation of both Jesus Christ and Marilyn Monroe. Who is she? Okay, uh, the words are not coming to me. Do you remember that that movie Clue?
1: Yeah. Okay, do you remember Madeline Kahn? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had this situation when she was like trying to describe how angry she was about the girl, the maid that was cheating. Yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. my head is burning. And she's going through this whole thing and it's fucking hilarious. It it
0: the f- it flame flames flames on the side of my face breathing breath heaving.
1: <laughs> this is what's happening to me right now because I know who you're talking about, and it's just like,
0: okay. <laughs> well, this one it was this was just a year ago. Was she mummified? Yes.
1: I just don't I can't remember I'm gonna
0: count that thank you Yeah. I'm gonna count that April 28th 2021 the mummified moraines of Amy Carlson a 45 year old leader of the group quote love has won were found in a home in Moffat Colorado Carlson was known to her followers as mother God being claimed to cure cancer and communicate with the angels she also said she was reincarnation of Jesus Christ and Marilyn Monroe and according to affidavits taken by the local sheriff's office the group was brainwashing people and stealing their oh. money. Now, there was no evidence when they found her body that she was murdered. Right. She passed away assumab- assumably naturally and they just kept her in the house. But they did arrest uh, seven people of the group and charged them with abuse of a corpse and two counts of abuse. Yeah. And there was a picture of her
1: mummified body, by the way. They have, like, string lights around her and stuff. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, she's Mother God. Because
1: you know, once I saw that, I'm like, rabbit hole, I need to see this no. picture.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay so three out of five yay okay okay so number six heaven's gate cult members believe they would be accepted into the quote next level if they killed themselves how did they do it
1: okay they poisoned themselves covered themselves over with sheets no no wait
0: well kind of they drugged themselves i mean and then put a plastic bag over their head to suffocate
1: are these the ones with the black shroud over them on the bed? This is the
0: one with the alien spaceship that you were talking about. Yes. Do I get this right? I will count it. Yeah. <laughs> so founders Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles believed that planet Earth was about to be, quote, recycled, and the only way to survive was to get off of it. When the comet Hail, Bob appeared in the skies in 1997. They thought it was a perfect opportunity to use this as an excuse. Behind the comet, they said, was hiding an alien spaceship, which was going to carry them to the quote next level. Get on board. They would have to leave their bodies behind. Now. Bonnie Nettles had actually passed away by the time this had happened, but founder Marshall Applewhite continued it and persuaded 38 of his followers to come with him. They rented a mansion outside of San Diego, got into bunk beds, took a mixture of uh, phenobarbital, applesauce, vodka, so they were like heavily drugged, put plastic bags over their head, covered their faces with blue cloth, and were found wearing identical brand new Nike sneakers, which I think is really weird. So there's that.
1: (laughs) So I'm just going to leave
0: that there. (laughs)
1: This is the guy with the really white hair and the intense look. Yeah, like deer in the head Lights look. Yeah. And his wife is the one where she had yes. this really tight ponytail. Girl, just
0: loosen up the ponytail. Your life would get so much better. There's like an old TV show where it had like the hair was pulled back and the girl was like, Ponytail too tight! I don't remember what that was from. <laughs> ponytail too tight! <laughs> That's exactly what she looked like. Yeah. Four out of six, right? Number seven Charles Manson wanted to trigger a race war he called Helter Skelter. His vision was apparently inspired by the song. Of the same name, Helter Skelter. What group sang this song?
1: The Beatles.
0: Yeah! Ding, 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 ding. Five out of seven. It was the Beatles. Number eight. Ron Lafferty was convicted of murdering his brother's wife and her toddler in 1984. Lafferty killed the woman because of her opposition to plural marriage and claimed he committed the killing after a revelation from God. What was the name of his renegade polygamist cult? I have no idea. School of Profit. Oh, I would have never gotten
1: that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Only because I found it. <laughs> he was sent to Utah's death row and died there, November of 2019. Okay, five out of eight. Yes. Number nine. I do not know how to say this, but it's N X I V M. Uh, I don't know if you actually say that if you put NXIVM I don't know I w- I, if it means yeah. a number I don't know but the founder of NXIVM Keith Rainier, was accused of running an abusive sexual cult through his Albany based seminar company after Raniere's conviction he continued to direct loyalists from behind bars and encouraged continued recruitment what Smallville, Edgemont and Beauty and the Beast Canadian actress followed this cult? holy crap really <laughs> Yeah, it was a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, is it Hermione? It, it was a a TV show, Beauty and the Beast. Not the not the movie. Oh, okay. So was it that
1: girl who played in Terminator? Linda Hamilton? Yes.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing the kitchen sink at you right now, Kat, okay? (laughs) It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, Actress Kristen Cruitt. Now, when I saw a picture of her, and I can post a picture on the Patreon of her, uh, she looked totally familiar. Like, I wouldn't have known her name. So, Mm. yeah. So, she became involved with this group in 2006, and then her co-star for Smallville, Allison Mack, also became involved, and then the two women eventually became part of Rainier's inner circle and sexual partners. Oh, my god god yeah like why why is this like infiltrating hollywood like hollywood's crazy i know well so the nxivm nixism whatever it is is an american cult that engaged in sex trafficking forced labor and racketeering it's a thing like it's a big thing human trafficking is still a problem and i don't know why sick people like this yeah oh my god i gotta look that up it's actually that's a good crime chat that is a good crime maybe we should do it like a little cult series Yes, yes okay Okay, so last question. You've got five so far. And I don't... This one, I I wasn't sure, but I I have confidence in you. Oh, God. Okay, so... For 15 years, Daniel Perez, a self-described seer who claimed to be a thousand-year-old angel, led a traveling group of mostly women from state to state. Perez told his followers that he needed to have sex with young girls in order to stay alive. Over the years, Perez collected millions of dollars in life insurance policies from the members who died. He was eventually arrested on suspicion of murder in 2003 with regards to the drowning death of 26-year-old Patricia Hughes at the time of the group's compound outside of Wichita, Kansas. Do you know the name of his cult? I do not it is called angels landing okay so
1: it's five for five i did not know that well five
0: five out of ten that was a
1: you know what i didn't know
0: that either but it caught my
1: eye <laughs> that was a trick question you knew it was hard
0: <laughs> i did <laughs> but i had to pick i picked this one because i dated a guy in high school named daniel perez oh my god i don't think it's the same person are you sure girl no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. <laughs>
1: He probably went down this road because you left him brokenhearted. He broke my heart. He dumped me right before
0: prom. Senior prom.
1: Bastard. Right?
0: Oh, God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, that's, I'll be honest. That's why I picked that one. I thought it was funny. As long as you didn't get your dress. Did you get your dress? I had
1: my dress. Oh, and he knew that. Yeah. Oh. But that's okay.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so, five out of ten, though. Some of them were pretty easy. Some of them were pretty hard. Uh, So, so what do I win? You win props, girlfriend. Okay. You win... (laughs) You win a dinner date with me after I win the Ultimate Stylist. Chicken McNuggets! Chicken McNuggets, cheers. Cheers. So I hope that was a little bit of a mouth-savoring appetite to leave our chatters with to get into your story. So are you ready for my crime chat? I am ready. I am okay. so ready. I'm so excited. Our crime chat today is about
1: a story that inspired the movie Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen
0: Jennifer's Body? I saw it one time, like a while ago. Mm-hmm. It freaked me out. But
1: it was a good movie. Wow, Megan Fox. Wow. She's probably one of the most sexiest women alive. Absolutely. But remember, she's also very young in that movie. I mean, yeah. she was one of those actresses that at a very young age, she had a very adult, like, sex appeal. Like, yes. she was a very, she was a, she was was a woman when she was 18 like it, yeah. she looked very yep uh, jennifer's body is uh, inspired by the real life murder of elise pallard have you ever heard of that so
0: only recently and mm-hmm. i think before we kind of talked about it and that's when you decided to do this like i had no idea until i just happened to you know my feed from youtube thank you algorithms <laughs> 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 and i saw it and i was like oh wow well it's funny because yeah it's like you know the murder documentaries and you know crime documentaries or whatever but then I also watch a lot of movie trailers yeah because
1: that's going to come up later in my discussion did you watch the movie trailer for uh, Jennifer's Body I have before yeah okay so we're going to get into that too because okay that has a lot to do with the movie itself. Okay. So basically the plot of the story is about two high school best friends who have known each other their whole lives. One night they decide to go to a local bar and see a rock band. The entire place during this scene burns down. Yeah. And after escaping uh, they end up going to to the lead singer who at that point mm-hmm. Jennifer, Megan Fox uh, thought he was hot. So she needed even though the place burned down I mean typical teenager she needed to go speak to the, the lead singer. Of
0: course. I mean if you have the opportunity, why not? <laughs> seriously. Come on now.
1: Right? Now, the lead singer insists that Jennifer go with him in his creepy white van. At that point, oh the two yes. best friends were separated.
0: Now, wait, while there will be lessons mm. learned from mm-hmm. this story, don't leave your friends, Never. people. Come on, chatters. Never leave your friends. Even if they say, I'm fine, don't leave your friends. Never leave your friends. Yeah. I mean, that's how murderers and rapes and abusers and, you know, kidnappers. Honestly, why would you want to go with a guy who would want to
1: separate you from your friends? Exactly. Like, no. oh no. We will never be separated.
0: <laughs> right, no. It's like Spice Girls. If you want to be my lover. <laughs> we go out one night and, you know, somebody is like, hey, Nat. I you know, I know your friend is married, you can leave her here, come with me, and I'm gonna be like, Oh, hell to the no. We do a crime chat based on this type of scenario. Right, exactly. And I don't care if that man is Jason
1: Momoa. Like I will say no. Like even then I will be like (laughs) Yes. And I will curse you the whole night like
0: fucking cat. Like seriously? Like just follow (laughs) us. But it's okay. i wouldn't leave you lesson learned chatters don't leave what we call in the air force don't leave your wingman behind never be a good wingman exactly later that
1: night after the friend returns back to her home jennifer knocks on the door to her friend's house she lets her in and jennifer starts acting really weird she goes straight to the refrigerator she starts eating this raw chicken that she pulls Mm -hmm. out of the refrigerator and then she starts vomiting this black goo all over the kitchen floor that her friends mm-hmm. lovingly didn't complain she just started cleaning up her mouth so maybe she thought she was drunk or something it's a 16 17 years old they're stupid they're just thinking they're doing their friend a favor She—it's vomit whatever but in the yep. movie it's a very dark scene when we finally find out because we didn't know at this point they really didn't tell us what happened to jennifer right we don't find this out till much later in the movie about what she went through that night. Mm -hmm. Apparently that night, the band attempted a sacrifice of a young version to Satan to ensure that the band was successful. Mm -hmm. Sounds very 80s, doesn't it? Of course it does. 80s, 90s. However, they botched the ritual. Basically Jennifer did not die. She was demonically possessed from that point on. Mm -hmm. Although this movie gets in the supernatural, it's based on the real life murder of Elise Pollard. So pour yourself your favorite diabolical brew, girl I need some more bubbly cheers Elise Pollard was born April 24th 1980 in California she was described as a great child by her parents but a typical 15 year old teenager she was very independent sociable and rebellious at times a teenager yeah no we were all like that yeah she made friends easily at school participated in sports was very active in her church choir and local theater because she wanted to become an actress she did dabble in alcohol and marijuana which got out of hand at Mm. one point during high school she was suspended for five days due to underage drinking that's not good
0: It's a little much, yeah.
1: Elise's parents became concerned about her substance abuse and sent her to a Mariposa Community Recovery Center. During her time there, she met a young man named Jacob, who was 17, and he changed her life and not for the better. He actually went to the same school that Elise went to, but he was kicked out. Okay. They didn't meet in school they met at the recovery center right jacob introduced his friends mm-hmm. to elise joseph who was 15 royce who was 17 who also attended her school so they weren't expelled those two weren't expelled just jacob was. okay all three boys were known for having troubled backgrounds jacob in particular came from a religious family he was also known for being a really talented artist but unfortunately his appetite for drugs yeah took control Royce and Joseph were also difficult students and they were known as drug users and social outcasts yeah together the three of them formed a band and they called it hatred all right yeah heavy metal I'm sure uh-huh it was a heavy metal band and it was inspired by the well it's the 80s 90s of course, girl yeah it was inspired by the band Slayer mm-hmm. you ever heard of, of it of course all three boys appeared to have a growing interest in devil worshiping and the occult. Joseph was the youngest of the group at 15. He seemed to be the most knowledgeable. Oh god. When you're when the youngest person in your club is the most knowledgeable, dude. <laughs> on now
0: about satanism i guess Uh, yeah exactly. he
1: had a growing library of pamphlets written by some predominant satanists so that's what they used to teach themselves of rituals charles manson ish like like where are the parents at this point i don't know right it's just so so frustrating okay so the boys also
0: realized that the band hatred Wasn't going anywhere. They saw. I mean, uh, slamming drums and yelling into a microphone. At least have a little bit of rhythm to it. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Look, heavy metal has a
0: place. Heavy metal at heart. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Metallica. Right here. Exactly. Exactly. But these bands were talented. Yeah. They love listening to their favorite band, Slayer. Through some of the songs such as altar of sacrifice mm-hmm. post-mortem and kill again that gave them a particular idea yeah. during one of their band practices joseph pitched the idea to his pals he suggested that they offer satan a virgin sacrifice to help them get a record deal. i,
0: I mean that that works every time
1: yes how original is that <laughs> now the three of them decided that you know what yeah this might be crazy yeah. enough to work Let's give it a shot. And they already had the perfect candidate. And it was Elise. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the boys picked Elise because of her blonde hair, blue eyes, and the assumption that she was a virgin. Guys, come on. I mean. Seriously. You can't assume that. (laughs) girls just don't get caught you can't assume that anymore at this point Elise is 15 the brink of aol (laughs) dial up they believed by killing her was the ultimate sin against god and it guaranteed their one-way ticket to hell which in return for their souls satan
0: would give them fame and fortune one way ticket to hell is also a song isn't it is it what acdc i think so yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is Take it to him yes i love
1: acdc yes so they planned this for months and they finally decided to make a move on july 22nd 1995 elise received a call from jacob inviting her to hang out with him and his friends mm-hmm. they wanted to go to this grove which is this little secluded area near where elise lived to smoke some pot okay. marijuana she knew Jacob and trusted him she agreed to go later that night she snuck out of her home unaware of what the three boys had planned yeah. initially it was a light-hearted meetup it was fun it was just very low-key do you
0: think because it was her with the three boys she felt like oh my gosh they're giving me attention probably probably yeah reason why we
1: have Instagram yeah today yeah so now once she let her guard down Jacob struck first her close oh. friends He walked behind her, moving his belt, and swung it around her neck and pulled it tightly. Roy then grabbed her hands and restrained her while she was struggling. Mm -hmm. She began to slowly pass out while the belt got tighter around her neck. Joseph pulled out a hunting knife and stabbed her over and over in the neck before passing the knife to jacob and royce who took turns stabbing her like still in the neck or just anywhere neck and back the the attacks were coming from the back because they're cowards Mm. now elise was on the ground begging for her mother to help her and praying to god while the boys continued to stab and kick her in the back and the neck Mm -hmm. ultimately her body gave in and she died Mm -hmm. as her lifeless body laid there the boys raped her and continued to sexually assault her in ways i'm not getting into. Yeah. Freaking necrophilia. Did
0: they were thinking that would get them an extra level into hell? Maybe. Hmm. Then the boys
1: picked up their stuff and left her there where she will remain for the next eight months. Oh.
0: I don't know that I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Poor baby.
1: Some of the boys would return back occasionally to assault the body some more. Are you kidding me? Sick motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Initially, Elisa's family filed a missing persons report, but they felt that she had run away from home and it was only a matter of time before she returns now remember she also had a rebellious side right yeah and they were used to dealing with her And,
0: and to be honest kids in these days a lot of times the police would say is there a reason that she would run away you know is there any indication that she would have ran away before like that would be usually kind of the first thing that They would think of yeah.
1: I think the 90s. I think the 80s, 90s has kind of like a little bit of a black hole Mm -hmm. when it comes to what you do with the missing persons report. I remember the police saying, "Well, you need 72 hours to report an adult or whatever." Right. We don't have that today, but there was a time where they would say, "Well, we can't really report right now."
0: Right. And you hear a lot of stories too of I know something is wrong. This is not like them. They're not. Right. They didn't run away. They never would have indicated they ran away before. Yes, they've gotten in trouble, but it, they would not have left home, but the at like you said, at that time a lot of times the police were like, "Well, we have to wait
1: mm-hmm. a certain
0: number of days or hours or whatever yeah. in order to investigate further." And I don't I don't know where that came from. I mean, I guess I could say if it ended up being a runaway, it would almost be like a waste of resources or maybe statistically, you know, teenage runaways return to the home within you know two days members before computers were really used or integrated into the system yeah.
1: so a lot of this stuff is pen to paper yeah pre amber alert yep. and if the child or teenager yep. has already been yeah in a rehab center and well, she's probably just with her friends or something.
0: Okay. Crime check confession. Oh,
1: boy. We've never had one of these.
0: <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it a couple we times. Have? Crime check confession. Yeah. So, in my senior year of high school, I had already graduated. I was waiting, I was getting ready to go into the military. And I was at a friend's house, and their older sister, you know, was of age or whatever. And I had just gotten, I found out the guy that I was dating at the time had like a couple other girlfriends or whatever. So, I was like, just. Tossing them back. Gold Slugger. by the way, will not touch it to this day. You remember that song? Oh, yeah. It was everywhere back then. Yes. And that and zima zima with a little bit of shambord yes it was it was a night right so i had like uh-huh. i said i was at my friend's house older sister we were able to get some alcohol whatever and this is when we had pagers right uh-huh. i had a blue translucent pager and yeah. i was telling my friend i was like you have got like i was gone i was three sheets to the wind i didn't get sick or anything like that but it was the first time i really like got really drunk uh-huh. i was like you gotta call my mom tell her i'm not coming home tell her i'm fine i'm just staying the night blah blah blah, blah right they're like yeah, yeah yeah we got it so Put me to bed. Next morning I have all these missed pages from my mom. Girl. <laughs> and it was just me and my mom living with each other at the time. I called as soon as I woke up or whatever, and I was like, uh, yeah. And I told her. I was like, Yeah, I had I had too much to drink. Your poor mom. You <laughs> drove her nuts that night. I did. But that was but that was a time frame. That was. Oh my, I can't tell you how many times I was in my bedroom and I would hear my brother like sneak out the window, and then I'd see him in my window go by and he's like hey (laughs) it's
1: funny but it's not funny don't do that yeah as you can imagine, the parents are worried. Sure. However, during the past eight months, the boys would tell friends at the school, like, what they did, bragging about it. That's the downfall. Don't open up your fucking mouth. The male ego. Yes. Not only did they brag about killing her, but they also bragged about performing Acrophilia. necrophilic acts. Mm. Who does that? Who want, Who brags
0: about- Yeah, I fucked a dead body. Having sex with a dead yeah. body. You have to be dark. Or male. <laughs> Or a male. (laughs) Well, I mean, um, come on, to be real, how many female necrophilias are are there? Not enough to count. It's just not physically possible. I mean... Wait a minute.
1: Post-mortem, though, rigor mortis, things get stiff. They don't
0: stay that way. (laughs) Look, I've been to autopsies. They don't stay that way.
1: (laughs) No. No. I did not know. See, we learn a little bit every day.
0: (laughs) They get a little shy.
1: (laughs) This is horrible. Okay. All right. Back to the story. (laughs) So now, but since everybody in the school thought that they were social outcasts, nobody believed him. Nobody listened to him. They kind of they they brushed them off. Weeks turned into months. The family grew really worried. They continued their search for Elise, unaware that their daughter's body was less than a mile away from their home this entire time. It was that close. It sends shivers down my spine, thinking that she was so close.
0: Wow, I did not realize that close. Okay. At
1: this point, the case would take a drastic turn. Because Royce stopped hanging out with Jacob and Joseph Mm. and he found God. He became a full-on Christian. He needed to get right. He needed to get right. Yeah. And changed his views entirely. Okay. Royce was also scared, though. Not only was he scared of what he did to Elise, but he was also scared because he felt an urge to kill. Uh, To do it again. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. He was also worried that he could be the next target of his ex-friends. Because, you know, he wasn't hanging out with them anymore. Royce went to the police. Confessing everything, leading them to Elise's mm. body. Royce also felt that he needed to confess everything to police because he knew that Joseph and Jacob were planning on another sacrifice oh. of another girl in the name of Satan. Oh. The police found Elise exactly where the boys left her eight months prior. The autopsy revealed that she sustained 12 stab wounds, none of which were fatal, meaning that
0: Elise had slowly bled to death. Oh, no. Yeah, she wasn't dead oh so they didn't even get the carotid like so none of the major arteries just that poor baby that well, heart
1: Yes. Yeah. Roy stated that their only motive was to provide a sacrifice to Satan that they could be rewarded with fame and fortune sure Roy admitted he had a hard time dealing with his part in the murder he began keeping like a journal mm-hmm. in which he describes fighting a darker side so I think that you know he found religion which kind of helped him confess Right. but he was dealing with some serious mental health sure. issues now on March 14th 1996, Jacob and Joseph were arrested. They both Okay. denied practicing sadism but admitted to their part in her murder but it wasn't for satan oh jeez all three of them testified that it was slayer's music that inspired
0: them to attempt this ritual which also goes back to dungeons and dragons and blaming video games for the evilness no yeah bitches no
1: can't believe you're saying that right now because stranger things season four Oh. What you just said is exactly what's happening. Oh. Because if you remember in Stranger Things, what's their game? d d yeah. d d Yeah. Joseph, Jacob, and Royce received the charge of murder in the for the death of uh, Elise Poller. Mm-hmm. All three were tried separately in 1997 and all pleaded no contest, receiving the sentence of 25 years to life in prison. Okay, Royce is currently incarcerated in San Diego, California, where he was... Paroled, but denied parole in 2016 joseph is incarcerated in susanville california and he is up for parole jacob is where it gets a little shady because i think he's 15 so he was charged as a juvenile oh
0: and the the other two uh royce and joseph were 17 Mm -hmm. at the time okay so by the time they were incarcerated joseph and royce could have been 18 and jacob still would have been underage yes okay yeah jacob
1: his incarceration he went to the correctional facility in soledad california Mm -hmm. um but there's no information which makes me believe that it was a juvenile case because there is no information about him sure and a lot of that juvenile records are protected yeah so yeah in 2021 they all came out with statements regarding their motives jacob in particular denies that there was a satanic angle stating quote okay the music is destructive but not why elise was murdered he stated that she was murdered because joseph was obsessed with her and was obsessed with killing her
0: well that had to have come from somewhere
1: yeah the families sued the heavy metal band slayer
0: and i remember this lawsuit all three families like joseph jacob and
1: royce or elise's family elise's family sued the heavy metal bands however it's a good point that you just raised because jacob's family did start suing as well because he was the minor sure they felt that their songs post-mortem and dead skin mask provided killers with instructions on how to commit such heinous acts oh jeez now remember this is the 80s and 90s yeah the mindset and the satanic panic is huge yes yes heavy metal was this new genre of music and it was scary to parents at the time they didn't understand it and they decided that oh it's the work of the devil and it's Satan that's speaking to my children. No. I know, I know. This was seen in several cases, such as parents trying to sue the band Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne, that little crazy motherfucker. How about
0: being a lack of parenting? Absent parenting. No. We blame everybody else. she's and crackers. <laughs> I mean, I had Snoop Dogg poster on my wall and I had a Guns N' Roses poster on my wall, like side by side. And that was when Snoop was a badass.
1: That's when he was a gangster. Right. Okay, so they all claimed that the music encouraged their children to take their own lives. Because you remember with the uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Judas Priest, there were a couple of situations where kids were committing suicide. Yeah. But in all the cases, including Elisa's case, the lawsuits were dropped. The judges ruled that the lyrics... Although they were repulsive, and we all know that, they were not directing the listeners to commit such an act. The songs were more descriptive rather than instructive. The case also infringes on the band's right to freedom of speech, which the judge stated, there is not a legal position that could be taken that would make Slayer responsible for this girl's death. He continued by saying that, where do we draw the line? May as well go to the library and start pulling books off the shelf. And if you think about it, that's a very enlightened view because Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. What the fuck? I mean, if you think about just the... Oh, dark. I, there's a story of his where a girl is buried under the floorboards.
0: Yes. It's freaky as fuck. So his death is very mysterious as well. Of we Edgar Allan Poe, yep. Ooh, that's another crime chat. Woo!
1: Either way, Elise's life was cut short in the cruelest way. The family is grieving. The crime is horrific. And all we can say at this point is rest in peace, Elise. Sorry this happened to you. Oh, yes. Poor baby. Yeah. The cult classic Jennifer's Body is influenced by this crime, but it added its own spin. And I think Mm -hmm. this is where I love this movie. Artistic creativity at its best, really. Yeah. The movie has its own evolution in regards to how it was received. Initially, people hated hated this movie Mm -hmm. this is a cult classic for a reason this has a lot to do with marketing in fact this movie should have been a box office smash sure but hollywood fucked this up big time i watched this movie years later Mm -hmm. i didn't see it when it was released right and i was like oh my god like how did i miss this this is such a great movie but then you know how netflix has the trailers yeah so i watched the trailer which was initially released and i was like what the fuck did i just watch because that trailer has nothing to do with this movie
0: oh I'd have to watch the trailer again I don't yeah know that I watch the trailer well you know a lot of times so trailers like what they put in the trailers sometimes you get disappointed because what's in the trailer is like the best part of the movie and it's like what the fuck happened to the rest <laughs> <laughs> so disappointing. Uh huh.
1: At this point, the trailer that was released did not reflect the movie. And what the fuck? Not only did they totally misrepresent the movie, but they extremely mismarketed the movie. And the, just in the trailer, yeah. Mismarketing. Huge. Yeah. 20th Century Fox decided to rely entirely on the sex appeal of Megan Fox. Once again, she's a fox. She's a fox. She was fresh off of Transformers, if you remember that movie. I do. You know what, though? I have heard she's very hard to work with. Have you heard? that i heard that too but you know what if i looked like Megan fox i (laughs) wouldn't you're right (laughs) you're right (laughs) like fuck is all (laughs) that's all they cared about though they over sexualized the movie to a point where it moved away from the female viewers i
0: mean think of the poster or the cover of the dvd Mm -hmm. it's sexual in its nature anyways totally
1: it's her in like this little short skirt yep. with the boobs out yep. and she's she's a bombshell I mean she's just this, of course normally when you think bombshells you think of like Marilyn Monroe like these blondes yeah yeah Megan Fox is like the flip yeah you know she's a sexy woman she is but this totally did not connect with female viewers most people buying a ticket were disappointed because the movie failed to deliver sex sure what they got was a dark chick flick and the movie has a very very strong feminine perspective uh-huh.
0: was it a female director Uh Uh-huh.
1: We're going to get into her right now. Okay. 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 Uh So now the movie is a dark female comedy. The director is Diablo Cody. She's the one who did Juno. Oh, I love Juno. Juno is heartwarming beautiful. I love Juno. But the one thing about Juno is that it's edgy, it's dark, and it's quirky, and it really comes from that perspective of a pregnant teen. Yes. Yes. And the debacles and the issues and all this. Right. It was a very relatable movie whether you ever experienced her situation or not. Yeah. You related with that actress. The director is, I mean, she's amazing. She really is. And the cast in the movie did amazing. Yeah. If you sit there and watch Jennifer's body, and I, and I recommend Please watch Jennifer's Body all over again after this chit chat. Because just be aware of the the talent of the cast and also... The scenery and the graphics that are coming into the movie, they're pretty spectacular if you think about it. Well,
0: I mean, and I have to watch it again. Like I said, it's been several years since I've seen it, and I just saw it, I believe I just saw it the one time, but I'm definitely gonna watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where Jennifer, the night after she was attacked,
1: she goes in naked into the lake Mm -hmm. and she's swimming. And it's just her alone. I
0: remember that. Yeah, I remember that one.
1: It's such a powerful scene where she is she is alone. She is separate from everything that's living and she's swimming in this pool of black lake. Yeah. And it's just so powerful when you think about it, the way they filmed it. There's a lot that goes into this movie and it's a shame that it wasn't the hit that it should have been. Right, right. Although this movie is inspired by Elisa's murder, it also serves a dose of karma we love karma oh yeah in this movie jennifer did not die that night Mm -hmm. instead their ritual made her evil immortal and very powerful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you remember she was just handing out shit left and right yep but her one weakness was her best friend the movie is based on the love of two best friends Mm -hmm. in the movie which i love the just the the sassiness of the movie because it's funny it's bitchy But the banter between the two childhood best friends, who are now teens in the movie, is extremely relatable to most girls. We've all been there. Sure. Yeah. We've all been there. I mean, there was one scene in the movie where I told you, I'm like, the girl, her best friend like stabbed her to stop her from killing her boyfriend. And she's like, you stabbed my tit.
0: (laughs) I remember that part. Yeah.
1: Who the fuck says that? Other than a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you would think, yes. <laughs> Without this movie, we probably wouldn't have seen movies like Mean Girls. Oh, sure. It was the beginning of that internal female drama and yeah. w- within friendships. And I think, uh, I think the actresses did an amazing job. With this cat, I give this movie two thumbs up. Yeah? Go watch it again. I will. Let me know what you think. If you don't walk away from that movie saying, I feel good about, one, being a girl, and I feel bad for Jennifer.
0: In a way, because because although they based the movie off of an actual extremely grotesque situation Mm -hmm. I'm kind of surprised they still didn't name the character Elise but I'm glad they didn't at the same time yeah
1: the director there's an interview with her on YouTube and she really is a a very talented director and she gave some insight as to what influenced this movie and she always went back to the way females interact with each other and like this social dynamic Mm -hmm. we all expect experience it in high school like there's that one girl that develops and suddenly she rises Mm -hmm. to the social dynamic because she's suddenly this wanted girl by the boys yeah and that's who jennifer was although it wasn't as mature as her nerdy friend and didn't see the danger Mm -hmm. her nerdy friend was the protector but jennifer was the free spirit and
0: sure oh my god a barb in stranger things yes She was, she was looking out for, um. Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. She was looking out for Nancy. All girls
1: have that one girlfriend. We
0: all have it. Yeah. And sometimes it could be your
1: mom. I don't know. But you all have that, (laughs) that kind of female connection. And, and it's it's powerful and yeah with everything goes on in the world it's very important to celebrate that and to acknowledge that and say you know what yeah there is a very particular connection that women have with each other so yeah go watch that movie i will
0: <laughs> thank and thank you so much for doing this story you're welcome wow i mean just amazing like and poor Elise. rest in peace baby rest in peace baby i mean you didn't deserve that no yeah. Uh, because we don't want really to leave you hanging chatters, there's more
1: information on this case. Uh, please check out that after that crime chat
0: yes and can you include links to like where people can watch jennifer's body yes i can and
1: after that okay perfect include a link to watch the uh interview that the director
0: gave i think that's great yeah she's awesome yeah and don't forget to follow crime chat with nat cat on facebook instagram youtube twitter uh-huh. TikTok, on our website crime with dot com you can see what's coming up you can check out our merch all the goods yes crime chat when nat and kat subscribe to our patreon yes. bonus
1: episodes yes. kat is working on a behind the scenes bloopers and and i will also include a link to our favorite chocolate covered pretzel ccp oh
0: ccp ccp love it i'm giving love the air heart <laughs> the air heart <laughs> yeah so be sure to check out the next episode which is Mm -hmm. featuring another crime and cosmetics segment i love those and look chatters uh if we i say we because it's not just me if we win this ultimate stylist and who knows by the time this comes out where we're gonna be at crime and cosmetics is where it's at yeah chicken
1: mcnuggets for everyone What is it?
0: Oprah. Chicken McNuggets for you. Chicken McNuggets for you. Chicken McNuggets for you. (laughs) I was just thinking the same thing. Stay tuned for the next crime and cosmetic segment. It is going to be taking place in Italy. Not Julia Tafana, but very closely related. A tidbit of cannibalism, as we shall say. You don't want to miss it, chatter, so we will see you on the next crime chat. Bye, guys.